0: Hi, we are from a feminist theory course and we've had a lot that we wanted to discuss about Um, some intersectional topics in feminism, and we brought two books today to be able to talk about, to look at some intersectional feminism in literature. So we have the book Crunk Feminist Collection, and we have the book Hood Feminism. And we just want to go through some questions and talk about these books to see what really is the most appealing points of each. Um, First, we wanted to look at the strengths of each text, and I'd like to give it to Crunk Feminism to talk first.
1: All right, yeah, so the Crunk Feminist Collection is actually able to appeal to a wide readership because the book is a collection of different posts and subjects from an intellectual community where um, scholar activists from different backgrounds are able to discuss feminism in the hip-hop generation, which is um, a big passion of theirs. Um, there's a bunch of sections. Some will make you laugh. Some will make you cry. Some will make you feel like um, there's this big call to action. Um, there's this warming togetherness that the authors share. Um They don't pretend to see eye to eye on every single subject, and instead they focus their differences in opinion and experience in their writing. Um, One big uh, subject strength that I found when I was reading the book is their discussion on Black Lives Matter and racism, which is a um, big movement that we're going through right now. So if you're looking for something um, to discuss on that, that book does a really great job.
2: Awesome. Now to Hood Feminism.
3: <laughs> okay. For Hood Feminism, the, um, the, it's more cohesive of a story. Each chapter is laid out in a particular theme and then goes into detail on each theme. Each section is personalized by the author, which makes it a lot more relatable. Um, she includes personal experiences and stories that are, are highlighted throughout the book. Uh, it's more conversational in its tone, which makes it kind of like you're just enjoying someone's thoughts and viewpoints. Uh, she covers multiple topics and does so really well. She goes through topics that not all feminists want to think about, such as gun violence, parenting, education, and hunger. Um Sometimes when you think about feminism, you think about equality, obviously, but there are more issues than that, such as reproductive rights, there's abortion, there's equal pay. Um, Sometimes those are more important than gun violence or parenting. Um, And it's really interesting to get insight on topics like these because you just don't hear about them very often and the chapters do a very good job of choosing a topic and then engaging the reader with each particular subject.
0: Yeah, we also would like to look at the similarities and differences between each book because we do feel like both of them hold a lot of value in talking about intersectional feminism. And so I first would like to speak on Crunk Feminist Collection. I think that the contributions of many different authors um, in an informal setting of blog posts has really made the text um, more relatable to people who have different backgrounds. You're able to look at different perspectives of different racial groups and also different economic classes, and although there are three main authors in this book, it has a contribution of more authors of blog posts so that you do get a very unique perspective which I think is a difference from hood feminism that really strengthens the work because it is very hard to look at different areas of where you feel personally um, you are lacking in your understanding of feminism and being able to relate to certain groups so while a lot of us do try and educate ourselves very frequently there are different areas where we fall short don't get those perspectives and I feel like this book really does have that um with different authors that chance to appeal to a a broad readership and also doesn't have as much of the lackings that we can sometimes have in our own perceptions.
2: In feminism, the tone can be harsh. However, I think Kendall means well. It is often the text that has harsh tones, but makes a bigger impact on those who choose to read it. It kind of gives me bigger sister slash mom vibes in the way that she mentions certain things about her life, as if she's giving advice almost. It's a very conversational book. I think the best way to describe this kind of tone is to say that Kendall tells you to it like tells you tells it to you like it is, very straightforward and to the point. The word choice that Kendall chooses definitely makes the book a lot better because it just does a great job of getting straight to the point and keeping the readers engaged while doing so. The word choice further explains the tone as at one point Kendall mentions that she would be the type of feminist to walk into the me- into a meeting and say, hey, you're fucking up and here's how. She seems like the type of person to not take anyone's crap, so to say, and I think especially when trying to get a point across, it's very beneficial to be like that. The length seem fitting for this type of book, as she covers multiple topics and does so in a great way, as I mentioned before. Whereas, Crunk Feminist Collection was very much organized chaos, Hood Feminism had a theme in each chapter and laid out points relating to that theme. In Hood Feminism, the reader is only hearing one point of view, and that is from Mickey Kendall, but Crunk Feminist Collection is different points of view from three people.
0: There's also a, well... These books appeal to all sorts of people and um, are from an intersectional perspective. There are specific target audiences that we feel like come from each book. So we'd like to also go through that.
1: Yeah, so for Crunk, the target audience varies depending on the subject matter, but there definitely is an overall calling to all feminists who wanna have an open and honest conversation about different uh, feminist topics, especially ones that center around black women. I would say that even though the um, book is centered around black women and their experiences, um, the book kind of tries to target as many people as they can, trying to make the issues known to everyone. Um, I would say that their collection is um, for people that even aren't feminists because um, it's really important that in order to change our society's course, we have to make sure that all people get on board um, while the blog posts were meant to reach women of color in specifics, like I said before, um, they also humanize the women experience as a whole, experiencing uh, different levels of discrimination and um, just trying to get reach as many different people as they can. Over to Hood Feminism.
3: So for Hood Feminism, the target audience. Feminists, but there's a specific um, emphasis for white feminists to uh, main white mainstream feminists to read and absorb the information. Um, It's she's looking to call out the more privileged um, feminists, and on page thirteen in the introduction, um, she says that. Quote, my feminism is rooted in an awareness of how race and gender and class all affect my ability to be educated, receive medical care, gain and keep employment, as well as, those, as, well as how those things can sway authority figures in their treatment of me. As a black woman, Kendall understands the struggles and wants to bring awareness to it. Um, that quote is so thoughtful it holds a lot of meaning. Um, Another quote that we feel fits the the question is also from the introduction. And she says, for a movement that is meant to represent all women, it often centers on those who already have most of their needs met. This quote's eye-opening. It's something that we never really think about um, until you read something like this. But she's right we focus so much on fixing things that uh, particularly affect the majority and we don't really think of the minority which is sad because we really should be fixing things across the board in all aspects of uh, feminism that was
0: good yeah and we also know that no text is perfect and that's why we also have both of these sources that we're considering today that we've think are both extremely helpful in our understanding of feminism so in the discussion of ways that these sources can be critiqued in areas they don't excel i feel like looking at crunk feminist collection the writers all do speak in a more informal tone that appeals more to the individual which is extremely helpful in being able to relate to the writer but it doesn't provide as much um academic backing in a lot of the statistics that it could use. There are some statistics in areas like education and social issues, but I feel like there's an academic study that could be rooted more in these issues that we could have had utilized in this text to validate those information, that information more and make it more appealing to the reader to go away with that information and have knowledge that they can carry with them in these conversations. And also a inclusion of third world feminism and Black women's experiences outside of America would also be helpful because this is very rooted in cultural things we see in the current day. Absolutely.
2: So in Hood Feminism, um, we really enjoyed how Mickey Kendall approaches the book Um, The last feminist book that I read for a class was a book by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie, and personally, it's one of my favorite books, and I see a lot of Adichie in this text, especially in the tone, and I like that. Um, I think the tone could be a lot better in terms of maybe not coming off as, like, harsh, or, or, like, as if we're, like, in an argument with Kendall, but I think that a harsh tone um, is very beneficial to the readers. And it can, like, get into the readers' minds and make those individuals want better for society, furthering the wanting to implement change in the topics that Kendall discusses throughout the book. Um, Sometimes Kendall offers potential solutions, but there's a lack of detail in how these solutions can be realized.
0: Awesome. And now we would like to speak on how the text performs as a kind of cultural work and how the book is helping view the world differently.
1: Yeah, so for um, crunk feminism, I think that just viewing feminism from a crunk perspective, as they say, was a really uh, refreshing and new thing to read as a feminist. Um, While they may not be appraising new issues that Black women experience, they are redefining the the lenses that we view them. Um, Being unapologetic in your beliefs as a group and being able to come together as a shared collective and say we are fighting for this and this, and no, we're not going to agree on everything every single time, but we're going to get our points across as best as we can. Um, Their comedic and creative takes was the most unique take on feminist modes and subjects. Being able to reach new feminists in an accessible, enjoyable, and still informative way um, was definitely something that you don't read in every single um, feminist theory book. Um, The book, also gives a fresh look at feminism from the perspective of people experiencing legitimate discrimination, but in more uh, systemic ways that are, that may be harder to identify if you're not part of those individual experiences. So it really gives you this honest, um, personal look at feminism, which I think is great.
3: And in Hood Feminism, we get more of a look about um, how mainstream feminism is actually failing because it's not as inclusive as it would like us to believe Uh, there's not really a lot of diversity with mainstream so it's failing because of the lack of inclusiveness and awareness for those issues which haven't been solved yet Um, in it she talks about how we as feminists can include everyone not just those whose problems are already fixed uh, she goes and highlights issues across the board in hopes of educating people because this quote this time instead of some this time instead of someone else writing about people like her, she is the one writing about girls like her.
0: Awesome, and we also wanted to just highlight specific sections of each book that really connected with us. And first, speaking on. Prong Feminist Collection. I particularly was moved by the section entitled "My Brother's Keeper" and the co-option of intersectionality. It really took into account how Black women feel as both appealing to trying to help fight racism and appeal to that side, but also being feminist and really trying to also work for the rights of women simultaneously and Through how slavery emasculated Black men and made it impossible for them to assume their place in what they felt like was really their masculine roles in the heads of family, and how it really has affected the cultural understanding of Black people in general and has made Black women particularly vulnerable to that sort of um, sexism that is still very ingrained in our society today. And so it really did connect coming from a Black author, um, a Black woman who has talked about her own personal experiences and feelings, and how those feelings have evolved coming out of recent cases, like in the summer of 2014, when SCOTUS decided that Hobby Lobby and other corporations didn't need to pay for birth control of the violation of religious freedom. So it really takes a more personal account for how those things affected individuals
2: absolutely so um in the section from hood feminism that like i particularly really enjoyed is also from the introduction of the book um normally i don't read introductions from the book just because i don't find them interesting however had i not read the introduction in this book i don't think that i would have understood the tone as much as she provides like a lot of background in the introduction as to why she feels the way she does Um, The introduction really sets up the entire book. There was one specific quote that stood out to me more than ever, and it's been mentioned previously, but here it is again. For a movement that is meant to represent all women, it often centers on those who already have most of their needs met. And that came from the introduction. Um, I never realized how true this was until like this class and i had read black feminist thought and intro to soc but i didn't even think twice about how we as feminists are so focused on white women's issues and not so much about those of color's issues the the this class and the readings have helped me realize that we are more concerned about gender as a whole but not race if feminism is going to exist it needs to include everyone not just
0: white people Absolutely. So thank you so much for listening to our discussion of Crunk Feminist Collection and Hood Feminism. We really hope that you consider both of these books as a part of your academic collection and the understanding of intersectional feminism. And if you have any questions, just let us know.